When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Again, when it comes to, you mentioned the quarterback or any other position and looking backwards, we're about looking, you know, as, as much as we want to thank uh, Rick and Mike to where we've gotten to, uh, today's as much about going forward. So we're going to get a head coach and GM in place, and then we're going to get to work with them and evaluate those kind of decisions. Where our roster fits, what we have, what we don't have, what we need. Uh, it's not a simple answer on all this, so um, we'll get to work on that. And uh, I don't want to be a... a to, to use the phrase a Monday morning quarterback on this situation because we have to look forward and we're going to bring in the right people to help us evaluate the answer to that question. Actually, wouldn't it have been hilarious if, if Mark Wilf, one of the uh, Wilf owners of the Vikings, if he said, I, you know what, I got some takes on Kirk Cousins too. That'd be great. How much time do you guys have? Let me tell you about that cat pit for a second, how it's hindering our ability to build out the rest of the roster. That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be great. He goes full Stephen A. Smith on us. Um, all right, this is Mackie and Judd, daily Minnesota sports entertainment therapy speculation. And, and usually we, we tend to stockpile reckless speculation for Thursdays. Reckless speculation. But there's something floating out there right now that's just way too juicy to wait 48 hours. And so if, uh, if I may indulge you guys. Reckless speculation. If I may. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, Vikings have openings at GM and head coach. There's all kinds of all kinds of candidates out there. We've we've talked about probably uh, eight, nine names at head coach. And we've given you a list of eight, nine general manager candidates. And PFF Brad, Brad Spielberger. He's a cap guy for pro football focus and over the cap dot com. And he floated this about 24 hours ago on Monday. He said, uh. Actually, he said two days ago, he said, I've heard one very outside-the-box candidate for the Vikings head coaching job last week, dot, 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 with no follow-up. Okay, that's interesting. Why would, you, uh, why, would you do, why would you float that out there? And then he follows up yesterday, and he says, I'm not attempting to break any news, but there has been consistent chatter from many corners of football circles about... Dot, dot, dot. Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin. Reckless speculation. Now, Judd, you uh, you are a well-respected former beat writer, and you are a master in the art of couching something that you might not have ironclad in. So I'm going to read this sentence again, and you tell me how many times he couched this. Okay. Not attempting to break any news. Yep. That's couch number one, right? Yep. But there's been consistent. 
consistent chatter. That's another. That's another couch. That's, bu- right? that's buzz. There's been yep. buzz. Yep. From many corners of football circles, that's kind of another, a third couch, Yeah, about Lane Kiffin. Yeah. And he yeah. just left it there. It's like, wow, okay. Well, which circles are you talking about? Where, what is this chatter you speak of? Is it just people on Reddit? Is it scouts? Right. Are you getting, is there buzz coming directly into your ears? Because, like, that's different than, you're right, than chatter on Twitter right. or on a message board. I, Speculation. It seems to me that that uh, PFF Brad has also, and I don't think he knows it. He's entered the the room, the world of uh, RS, reckless speculation, <laughs> which is a world where buzz buzz is always present. We need like, like some sort of like RS you know reckless are? speculation handshake in public. So if you see if you see someone that lives the lifestyle Kinda of like reckless speculation, Black Panther like Wakanda, just like Wakanda forever, yeah. but like reckless <laughs> speculation. Yes. Do you know what? We are, and I do not mean to to um, imply that this is not a very important branch of of the people that protect us. But do, do you know how how there's continually p- people who basically are trying to, to pick up on chatter about those who who might harm us, and it's like it might not be true, it might be, but they like to know, so so like they can proceed. You know, like if there's chatter from. Consistent Europe chatter or from, 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 from corners of the earth. Exactly right. And then you are prepared and it might lead to nothing. That is the that is sports reckless speculation. That's what PFF Brad was kind of was kind of chatter. Right. Yeah. yeah. Reckless right. speculation. OK, so, you know, that that was floated out there. But yeah, whatever. People people throw things out there. Don't make much of it. Yeah, I agree. And then Declan's going to play a clip here. This is from the Dan Lebitard podcast. Mike Ryan Ruiz is the executive producer of Dan Lebitard. And um, so they are, you know, they're, they're being a little tongue-in-cheek in the lead-up to this, but they're all very plugged in in different ways, and Mike Ryan is plugged in in some different ways. So let's play this clip. Is that the possible Mike Ryan exclusive? No, no, no. The possible Mike Ryan exclusive is that I truly believe Lane Kiffin is probably going to be the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. And the reason why I think this is because of all the assistants leaving the Mississippi staff. And I was told, look out for the Minnesota Vikings job, but he's not a fit with Rick Spielman. Zimmer just got fired and Spielman just got fired. That's oil and water. Lane Kiffin and Rick Spielman, not a fit. Now that they've cleaned house, look for a total coaching uh, and culture overhaul in Minnesota. And I've got Lane Kiffin in in the NFL again, possibly. Look at that. Possibly. A possible wow. Mike Ryan exclusive. Yeah. yeah. So just you know, keep an eye out for it. <laughs> Reckless speculation. I love that they also play the explosion sound. Like they played a similar explosion sound after he dropped the bomb. It's amazing. Did they steal that from us? I think or Levitar, I mean, we know Mike, Green, Mike Greenberg steals from us. Mm-hmm. Well, he's, He's but open he, about he always it. asks permission. From yes. Uh, so, all right. So that's interesting. You got PFF Brad over here, and you got uh, you got Levitar Mike over here, and you got Score Macadac doing some sleuthing oh, last night. Uh-huh. That's right. Old Score Macadac. Speculation. So I was curious. All right, I got a DM from somebody said, "Why don't you uh, Why don't you check on where the Wilf plane may have been over the weekend, and then check on where Lane Kiffin may have been over the weekend?" Mm-hmm. So Lane Kiffin was posting photos on his social media accounts 
over the weekend from Baker's Bay in the Bahamas. I don't know. He's a rich guy. Probably has multiple homes in the southeast, right, Florida, and probably likes to kick back and go fishing and throw back a couple adult beverages in the warm weather during the uh, the off season. And so, so just based on the photos he was posting from the Bahamas, it's very obvious, unless he's trying to throw people off, that Lane Kiffin was hanging out in the Bahamas. One of the Wilf private jets left and landed in Palm Beach, Florida, okay. Friday midday. It spent 36 hours, and then on Sunday morning flew from Palm Beach to the Twin Cities, presumably, and they landed at 1030 in the morning, presumably for the Vikings' final home game. Mm-hmm. Why would the Wilfs make a quick 36-hour trip to Palm Beach? Well, it is a hop, skip, and a jump from the Bahamas. Reckless speculation. I'm just throwing it out there. Why would the Wilfs make a 36-hour trip yep. with one of their private jets yeah, wouldn't make sense. to Palm Beach? Are they just, I mean, someone did say and speculate that they, they have some sort of country club membership because they're billionaires, but like, why would, would you really it? go for 36 hours and then come back? I, no. By the way, on a weekend in which you are contemplating firing right. everyone. No, no, you would. Yeah, that, that makes no you, sense. You wouldn't just be like, let's go kick back for 36 yeah. hours and then make the most important decision well, in the 16 years we have owned this oh. franchise. And and don't don't forget, I think the plane, I think the tracking of the plane proves that what we were told was there were meetings held if Wednesday, if not Wednesday and Thursday, I believe in the Twin Cities, I think, um, re- with other members of the ownership group regarding the future of at the time Rick Spielman and Zimmer. And and that's at the point where we all thought, and I think it went so far as to actually sit Rick down and discuss a new title with Rick before he, he he was fired. And so, I mean, the one interesting thing about what Mike Ryan said was if they had determined that Rick and Lane Kiffin couldn't work together, could that play a role? Now here's where I'm going to tell you, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, Mark Wolf in his press conference, rightfully so yesterday said that we're, we are going to put together a committee, not do a search firm and look for a GM who I would imagine would have final say on the coach. And so why they would be sleuthing or sniffing around a coach before a GM also doesn't add up to me, but I don't see any way that in the midst of deciding to fire a coach and, you know, ultimately a GM, when you are about to watch a game here and then make those moves, you wouldn't just take a trip for fun. So this is no. this is filled with this. It is, would be savage if they just went 36 hours. They're like, you, all right, we got a window here before we nuke the yeah. franchise. Let's go kick back and uh, enjoy some old fashions. This is filled with intrigue. But what I love about this entire thread is this. The reckless speculation lifestyle leads to this. Like, like you don't have to have the answers. You just have to have the, the crumbs to follow, right? Like you just we're have to be curious. Fo- you just yeah. have to be curious. We're right? literally following crumbs. This, this is like the beginning of a Columbo. We're nowhere near solving the crime, but there's been a crime. There's been, so, make no mistake. So let's, okay, again, what I'm about to say is just, it's it's fully protected under the reckless speculation umbrella here, okay? This is just, we're, we're just, we're poking holes, we're trying to figure out what this is. So you had heard midweek last week, Wednesday-ish, Thursday, that the Wilfs and, and potentially some other minority owners were having discussions about the future of the franchise, right? Okay, is Zimmer gone? Right. Is Rick Spielman gone? Yep. 
I'm guessing throughout this process, they've also done some back channeling. And you've you've also reported this, that they've at least done some due diligence throughout the last several weeks on, all right, if we were to move on from Rick or Mike, you know, who are some GM candidates out there? We can't, we don't want to just blow this whole thing up, this thing that's been pretty stable for a decade plus, without having some idea of who's available and who's out there, right? So they're probably having those conversations. Mm-hmm. So somewhere in that sleuthing and those discussions. Mm-hmm. And remember the initial reporting, too, on Rick Spielman, going back to Jeremy Fowler's report, what, six weeks ago, was they're probably going to move him to a different place in the organization. They're probably going to put a president title on him or something and, and kind of move him up and over here. Yes, that was and then hi- And then hire a new general yes. manager to have full control over the roster building and hire a new coach. Yes. So somewhere in there, in the last couple weeks, they changed their minds, or Rick Flat turned down a chance to stay with the organization, which I would highly doubt. No, right? no, he didn't because because we know for a fact that Rick Spielman showed up. I believe it was um, at seven thirty yesterday morning, fully expecting to be told that Mike was out for sure and that he was involved. So he did not come in and say bleep you. I want to know how they did this. Is it was this like a, like a, like a Vince McMahon situation WWE where they're both sitting in a room. The they're both. Walk. It's like the Departed. They're both sitting in a room and they're sitting together. And Rick and Rick thinks that like, yeah, we're all in here to fire Mike Zimmer. Got to stick together. And the Wolves, you know, look across the table to Mike and they say, Mike, your time as head coach of the Minnesota Vikings has come to an end. Collect your things and uh, thank you for your service. And Rick, yeah, everyone starts to get up and like, yeah, Mike, thank you so much. And as Mike and Rick are shaking hands, the Wolves turn to Rick and say, "Not so fast, buddy." You also should be collecting your things because you're fired fired too. I I, I need to know how it went down in that room. The elevator scene. It is. They're (laughs) all getting out of the elevator. (laughs) We got to have each other's backs. He takes the scrubs. scrubs. (laughs) God. Oh, that's it's the elevator scene in The Departed. So somewhere along the line, sometime in the last week or two, or maybe even in the last few days, Something made the Wilfs change their minds Yes, about Rick Spielman. Let's play the Mike Ryan clip one more time, okay? Just one more time. Listen to what he says in the second half of this clip. Is that the possible Mike Ryan exclusive? No, no, no. The possible Mike Ryan exclusive is that I truly believe Lane Kiffin is probably going to be the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, wow. Whoa. And the reason why I think this is because of all the assistants leaving the Mississippi staff, and I was told, look out for the Minnesota Vikings job but he's not a fit with Rick Spielman. Zimmer just got fired, and Spielman just got fired. That's oil and water. Lane Kiffin and Rick Spielman, not a fit. Now that they've cleaned house, look for a total coaching uh, and culture overhaul in Minnesota, and I've got Lane Kiffin in in the NFL again, possibly. Look at that. Possibly. possible Mike Ryan exclusive. Yeah, Yeah. so just keep an eye out for it. So in that meeting, again, the idea was Lane Kiffin if Rick Spielman's gone. So Wednesday, Thursday, stakeholders get involved, owners get involved. All right, listen, this is where we're at. We're leaning toward firing Mike Zimmer, leaning toward keeping Rick Spielman. But based on our due diligence, we've got a couple irons in the fire here that we're exploring. We want to have a conversation with this one in particular, Lane Kiffin. Let's fly down to Palm Beach this weekend. He's hanging out down there somewhere, either in southwestern or southeastern Florida or in the Bahamas. Let's have a conversation with him and see where he's at. And then let's proceed from there. Did they talk to Lane Kiffin over the weekend? 
Get the information that Mike Ryan just said. Come back on Sunday or Monday and say, we have to let Rick go too. Well, yeah, play this out. Reckless I'm trying to put the pieces together because there's there's different directions that this could go too. Because what if so so this actually makes some sense as far was, as the- was a GM was it was a shadow GM that they've already picked involved in this whole process? That's another good. That, Do that's they have a, a shadow GM? That's another. That's another intriguing thought. What if they, so they, we know, we, we heard that they met on Wednesday, the group did, and we know that there was concern expressed about the finances of buying out both Mike and Rick and actually buying out Rick, I believe is cheaper. I think Rick makes, um, I don't know if it's substantially less than Mike, but he makes less than Mike. And so Mike was the expensive one. So we heard Thursday that there was um, consternation because the threat of people dropping there's actual season tickets is pretty low because they would lose their PSL investment unless they could sell it. Then we heard that they met again on Thursday. Cause I think the Wilfs wanted to make changes. So I could see other people in the group saying, Oh, you know, I mean, let's not make that change guys. That's going to cost us a lot. And the Wilfs are like, no, um, it's an interest. It's an intriguing aspect of the story too, that talking to Kiffin might not mean that you love him. But talking to Kiffin to run an idea about how they were going to structure things might work because technically, because the Vikings did not inform or fire Mike, they could not talk to coaching candidates currently employed in the league. So he's not employed in the league. That was exactly, that's what I'm saying. So you go talk to him. Reckless speculation. Then you come, but then you say, okay, we are, and, and I, you know, I mean, keep in mind, too, like this goes in a lot of directions that doesn't land with him necessarily getting the job, but potentially being a sounding board. Keep in mind, Lane Kiffin has been before the Wills around the Vikings because his dad was the D.C. here. Mm-hmm. Lane Kiffin went to Bloomington Jefferson. I'm guessing he, he has, us, he has spent us. some time here. I, I'm just saying it wouldn't it would make sense that the Wilfs have have run across him before and could have, if nothing else, also bounced ideas off him. Because because the mystery that needs to be solved is why was Rick fired? And I know I'm not saying stop with, well, Judd, obviously, because he's drafted his draft. Yeah. Sucks. I hate Rick. <laughs> I know that. OK, I know that. I know that we are. Did, no, we are. This sports is next detectives. level. This is calculus right now. We are this sports is detectives here. We are homicide detectives in sports. There has been a murder of an executive as far as his job goes. OK, we are trying to figure this out. So, like, I know you don't like Rick. I know you don't like Mike. I don't even disagree with those things. But why was why when to Phil's point, why did it become the departed when Rick showed up on Monday? And and like, does Lane Kiffin somehow fit that puzzle, even if he's not going to get a job? My God. Like, like we're going, God. we're going to dangerous places. Speculation. <laughs> too much law and order. So, by the way, uh, yeah, just I'm Briscoe it is for, for some of the younger audience here, too. So so Monty Kiffin is one of the great. Defensive coordinators and Tampa coaches two. of the yeah he is he the creator of the I Tampa two defense. I believe he is the grand, the father of the Tampa two, if I'm not mistaken. Him and Dungy probably. And so his coaching career goes back to he, he was a college coordinator and coach at, at Nebraska in some of their heydays in Arkansas, and then um, he was the Vikings linebackers coach under Jerry Burns from 1986 to 1989. 
and then he was the defensive coordinator in 1991. And then he went uh, when when Denny Green came, he kept Kiffin as the linebackers coach uh, until 1994. So Lane, Lane Kiffin grew up basically in Minnesota. And um, the next obvious question here is, well, no, let me ask a first question to Declan here, as you've listened to this back and forth here, a couple of uh, reckless speculation sports detectives. What is the percentage that we are correct or onto something here? Like, do you think this is 100% ironclad that everything we just laid out is what happened? Or do you think it's 0%, we are crazy, and we are basically just making things up? 100% correct, as in they they have met with Lane Kiffin, right? Like, that, yes. and that's what you're saying, not that he's going to 100% be the head coach, but that yeah, they've that, met that, with that, Lane like Kiffin. Like, they flew down, they met with Lane Kiffin, and they fired Rick Spielman in part because Lane Kiffin wanted it. To I happen. think it's about or, a, And other candidates. I, I think it's, with my St. Cloud State math, about a 70% chance this has happened. Oh. I can't say definitively it's 100%, but the, <laughs> it makes too much sense to be that close to one another. And also, Ryan... Putting it the pieces together that Spielman and Lane Kiffin did not see eye to eye. They're not the same person. But the moment they fired Spielman, now all of a sudden people start connecting Lane Kiffin, and then you start doing some flight tracking. I mean, this is next level investigation stuff here. You know, somebody else. Okay, this is even like more reckless. But I had someone else DM me a different plane that they found is attached to the Wills. Do they have more than one that trackable it, plane? And therein lies the problem. They don't have more than one. They own. In New Jersey, they own a fleet of private planes that fly people around. That okay, awesome. so there was there was a there was one that was like bouncing between New Jersey and and the Bahamas specifically. But this one that I'm tracking specifically went from Twin Cities to New Jersey like a week ago. Okay, New Jer- then New Jersey to Palm Beach, and then from Palm Beach to the Twin Cities on Sunday morning, landing at 10:30, an hour right. and a half before the game. Right. And then the next day went back to New Jersey later in the day, like yesterday after the firings. Sure. That is that is I won't say 100 percent, but that is 98 percent. The Wilfs flying around and flying to Palm Beach. Yes. So, all right. Which I I think we're 100 percent right. Well, I'm excited for the Lane Kiffin era Vikings. football. See, I don't see. I'm not going there. I something's (laughs) going on here. I mean, he could be a sounding board of sorts. I don't know. I, I. I am not willing to say I think the intelligence that Lane Kiffin is connected to the Vikings in some way right now is probably accurate. Like that seems on point. Do I think it's to be the coach? I don't know about that. Um, what are the connections here? What What does Lane know that the Wilfs want? Do, do the Wilfs, I mean, I think Lane's crazy. It's fun, but he's crazy. But I mean, do the Wilfs like him? Is there something there? Because, again, the one thing that makes no sense is I don't think they are out talking to prospective head coaching candidates right now for the job when when they are going to hire a GM first, which, by the way, I'm on board with. That's smart. Um, But that doesn't mean they're not trying to get background. That doesn't mean that somebody didn't tell them something or they didn't gain some type of intelligence about Rick that caused the Rick thing. I mean, I heard he was offered a title. So like and, and I heard he started doing work on the future last week. And so if that's the case, something happened here. I'm not going down the road of Lane Kiffin's going to get this job. There are There is some type. And, you know, again, because they're not going to use a search firm, they need to be thorough here. Yeah. So like, you, something's up. Would you put it past them 
to have already started conversations or maybe even already have a shadow GM in place before they informed Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer that they were fired. I'm not saying they talked to coaches no, that were already in. Pa- I'm not saying they broke NFL yeah. rules. I'm just saying. Right. Oh, no. Because a lot of people would say, well, it's it's shady if you you should let the two guys go first. But you ha- no. like you, I understand the conundrum. You're not firing a couple of incompetent idiots here. Like these are, right. you know, it's a seven eight win team when it's really bad. And so you want to know what else is out there. What else? Who else could we get? What you know, what are the options before I'm going to move on? I'm with you. Totally with you. Yeah. No. They, they, it's not. Look. Um, I I think they've been doing their due diligence on GM candidates for a month now, and and they were going to move Rick out of that job. So like they didn't do Rick wrong there. Uh, but I mean, this is pro sports too. Like, if you are like, we have to be classy about ever, we would never do. You're going to lose. So, um, I have no problem there. But there's a lot of, the, and I, I brought this up uh, last week too. This is so fluid, and there are so many moving parts here um, that that I think this Lane Kiffin thing is on to something. But as a sports detective we are just beginning to assemble the pieces sure so okay the you know the the big question now is what would your thoughts be if lane kiffin became the next head coach of the minnesota vikings and i just want to say that Declan just starts shaking no (laughs) dude it would be so fun okay forget about like i know there might be a train wreck factor in there and i know all the red flags with a lane kiffin but this dude is he's quirky he's fun He's willing to needle and trash talk uh, he rival was. coaches. He's a college coach. And he is an offensive mastermind. I mean, he's been, you know, remember when, when Nick Saban was sort of wrestling with all these up-tempo offenses, who did he bring in to help really revamp Alabama offensive football? He brought Lane Kiffin What if you just hit it? Three years. What if you just backed into exactly why? The Wolves are friends with Kiffin. They went to, they went to him for a long, in-depth discussion, seemingly off the grid, about offensive football. And Lane Kiffin flat out said, Rick Spielman ain't your guy. He's not yeah. going to find your quarterback. And, and Mike Zimmer's not identify your coach. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Zim I think Zim is not a part of this discussion because he was just gone. Like, mm-hmm. like, like he's collateral damage. Who yeah. cares? But what if they were going to keep Rick? And Lane said, if Rick is in that building with a GM, too, um, He's going to do you wrong. Because I like I could see Lane Kiffin being far more of a sounding board who got free drinks and a check um, than an actual candidate. But that would make perfect sense that the Wilfs wouldn't rely. The Wilfs liked Rick a lot. They clearly did. And thought, well, we, we can keep him. We can keep him. And somebody with offensive savvy, I mean. They could have come to my house. I could have told them that. They could have driven to St. Louis Park. So much offensive savvy. They could have come house. to my. Yeah, Rick can't so do much. it. Like he can't find a quarterback, and he can't. I and, and he's going to try and impose his will. And they said, oh, "Okay, thank you." Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's and I know that Lane Kiffin has been a college coach for you know the last decade plus. He was very notably the Oakland Raiders coach for about a year and a half. When he was 32 and 33 years old in 2007 and 2008, it's been 13 years since that debacle. He got fired after like the first month of the 2008 season. He was one of the youngest head coaches in NFL history. The Raiders were one of the three or four biggest dumpster fire organizations in the NFL. Al Davis was the one. He was still alive, and he was the one that fired 
Lane Kiffin, hired and fired. And Jamarcus Russell was the starting quarterback for the Raiders over that two-year stretch. Uh, I believe the first year they had, like, endgame Dante Culpepper with <laughs> no knees left. And they had Jamarcus Russell, who's one of the biggest busts in NFL history. Again, I'm not trying to, like, exonerate Lane yeah. for being in over his head when he was 32 yeah. or 33. But I, I think a lot of people are, are, are going to say, well, look at the train wreck in Oakland. Well, that's a different lifetime ago. Now, is he the most mature guy now? That's the problem. Maybe not. I, I don't think But I think it would be him. so much fun. No, I don't I'm know not. if it's the right hire to win I'm a Super Bowl, but it would be so no, much fun. No, no, it's not. Please I'm don't. So team Why not? Please don't. He's immature. He's, he'll, he'll be childish. Players. I mean, we are t- talking about dealing with players who want to be treated with respect and are adults. So, no, I think he's perfect in college. He'll yeah. bounce around colleges, but I think he's perfect there. So, Dex, you're just out. I can't out do it. Lane. I love Dex. I God, love Declan. You're not riding the lane train. I love I love this path that we're on. I love I love the reckless right. speculation path because everyone that he's been throwing up, oh, Lane Kiffin, there's no chance they're hiring Lane Kiffin. What the hell's wrong with you, Score North? Well, number one, we didn't say it. Two other people said it, and now no, we're I'm, discussing I'm, it. I'm, I'm, and now I'm you're in you that, on that, it. That plane, that plane yeah. I'm telling I am there's, reporting. That the Wolf plane was in for 36 hours was in Palm Beach, Florida. Oh my god! Yep. On Friday, there Saturday, a, and early Sunday. The question is why and what was the discussion? If the discussion that we think was had was had, and I think that there are plausible something got them to the point of firing Rick. Somebody said something. Somebody found something. Somebody said we're going to have to do this. <laughs> I mean, they literally went on Wednesday from saying. We really don't really want to fire Mike because it's going to cost us to firing both those guys. Yeah. Oh my God. I need a smoke after that. Reckless right. speculation. Oh, oh, well, uh, we'll see what happens. Mackie and Judd. This is just turning into a reckless speculation Tuesday episode. I know we have who gets it, who doesn't, but I think we should I think we should let's let's put that off to the side for a second here because Judd mid show here is is yeah. gonna call an audible here. Uh you've I'm got off. some additional potential speculation i've got a list of what reckless (laughs) speculation i've got a list of what i believe to be the top four candidates that is going to leak out at some point soon here um teams must put into the league who they want to talk to and and keep in mind when it comes to gm uh vp roles and coaches we are now um in an era where every team must have two minority rooney rule candidates okay so so Here's a list of four names. And this list is presented by Federated Mutual oh, Insurance Company. Oh, I love Company. to see Federated. Yeah, you know why? Because these guys are going to be insurance for the These Vikings. guys are going to be here, yes. They're insurance, and these guys are here to help protect the Vikings organization against mediocrity. And that's what Federated can do for your business. It's not as much protecting you against mediocrity. It's about maximizing the success of your business and helping you fend off potential risks. There's a great tool. You can find out more about it at federatedinsurance.com. It's called My Shield, and they'll give you – all sorts of information and resources to help your business with risk management needs. Federated Insurance, where it's our business to protect yours. All right, the list. Okay, the list is going to start with a name that I think we've probably been talking about the longest, and that is uh, Colts assistant GM Ed Dodds, okay? And I think Ed Dodds is a football-y football scout guy. Uh, th- this list is going to get progressively more intriguing, and I'm going to be curious to get Phil's thoughts here. The second guy is is another longtime football-y football guy, Cowboys VP of Player Personnel, Will McClay. He is very respective. 
respected. He could come along with Kellen Moore, perhaps, who I've, I've heard some rumblings is very interested in the job here. Kellen Moore is or McClay? Let's just say Kellen Moore thinks this is a very good job. So he probably would want to keep Kirk Cousins then. Um, That's what I think. I've just heard he thinks it. Yeah, you might be right. I would think any any sort of offensive guru that that loves this job, I would be curious, do they love it because of Kirk Cousins? And you know know what, they love it because they can pick their own quarterbacks? Yeah, but the Cousins thing is intriguing because, you know what? No matter what we think of Kirk, there are some younger football savvy offensive minds who love him. Kyle Shanahan, McVay does, correct? Mm-hmm. Does McVay um, love him? Do we know that? I think McVay likes him, yeah. yeah. I, I think I think that they Shanahan definitely does. Yeah. Uh so Kellen Moore would possibly, and I, I'm just spitballing here, be attached to Will McClay. Now here's the last two names that I think are going to intrigue Phil because there's a discussion that's not been had yet. This is going to rub some people really, really wrong, and some people are going to say, I get it, and I like it. Brandon Brown is the Eagles' director of player personnel. I looked up his education last night, and this guy is clearly very smart. Like, he's got a degree or two. This is not a football football guy. This is a younger football guy who's got an impressive uh, background as far as education goes i'm googling these people as this you is, throw them out and then i will develop a take on them based okay. on their wikipedia pages <laughs> i am going to give you but the last name i'm going to give you is going to give you cause for major pause because i think it's near the top of the list it's a guy that the bears have all already put in a request to talk to and i think the vikings are going to as well and this is going to take a very interesting turn another young man Quasi Adolfo Mensa. He is the Cleveland Browns VP of football ops. He is an Ivy League guy. This is going to start to sound very familiar. He is an Ivy League educated, very smart guy. Can you can you uh, spell his name so I can type it into Google? Of course I can. Um, <laughs> this K- is how we do. This is how yeah. we do show K-W- research during the show. Of course I can. I can help. K W E S I. And, and then the last name hyphenated A D O F O. I got it. I, I Mensa. Got it. Okay. Um, okay. If you look at his bio, Phil Mackey, you are going to find a guy who looks very similar in terms of background to a trend that we've seen in a very different sport, Major League Baseball. Interesting. By the way, uh, I don't know if I trust anyone that doesn't have a Wikipedia page, and the last two guys you just named don't. And I, I that's and why they're... all four don't. So they are, these are stealth. Stealth Will McClay front does. office people, okay? Ed Dodds does not. I think Will McClay does for sure. Okay. Quasi does not, but I believe if you type in his name and Cleveland Browns executive, his Browns bio pops up. Sure. Yeah. And I believe that does include an Ivy League education, and I think we are talking about a major analytics guy here. I'm not, well, I'm not criticizing I, it. I'm saying I think that's what we're talking about here. A guy that really understands the numbers as well as the football side of things. So I will. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you a take, even though I'm just finding out who a couple of these people that's, are. You on know what? The show live. That's what makes this show so great. That's right. You don't need to like. This is. I need to research. Information's gonna, coming in. It's gonna give you a take. Information. <laughs> so I would be careful. This is what the Twins kind of did, and it, and it did work for a minute. But the Twins went from the Terry Ryan front office that I remember one time, and I I considered Terry a friend, and I 
I enjoyed covering him, and I and I think he was an excellent general manager in his time. But especially toward the end of the run, I remember asking him one time on a radio show, you know, Terry, it kind of feels like you guys are not exactly on the forefront analytically. You know, what what do you guys do in terms of analytics and how do you incorporate that into your organization? And he yes. said, and he clapped back like, we we have 25 guys in our analytics department. And I said, you do? Hmm. He goes, yeah, they're called scouts. Yeah. You know, where uh, these are... They, yeah, they got cigars and they got visors and radar yeah, right. guns, and those are the analytics department. And then, so they went from that, and they said, "Okay, let's go get Derek Falvey, who is immersed in pitching analytics. Let's build out a front office." And like the Twins are now, I would almost say, too skewed toward analytics, where they're they're not accounting for. Yeah. Okay, this is a big moment right now, and our starting pitcher maybe up to ninety pitches, but it's either like a lights out starting pitcher for the seventh inning or uh, a middling reliever with his heart palpitating out of his neck at Yankee Stadium, right? They don't account enough for the human element. Uh-huh. The Vikings have been more analytically sound the last few years. Like, the Vikings aren't where the Twins were, but they're the nowhere off- near, like... I think the front the office, front office has, has been. The coaching the coach, staff has not. I think the coaching, I think the coaching staff has begrudgingly agreed with something. And that's fair. That's fair. I would be careful moving on all in on analytics to the point where you're like, there's so much human element in football. And I'm not saying that like, well, if you, if you hire uh, you know, a uh, queasy Adolfo Mensa that like you're now you're going to forget about the human element. I'm just saying like, be careful overcompensating. Yeah. Let's get a guy from Harvard, but it's worth talking runs to the calculations. Cause what, what if he he's in that sweet spot of completely understanding yeah. that and also has football skills. Yes. That would be, that would be more modern. Yes, and that would get that. you to a place. And I think Rick, I think Rick tried, but Mike pushed back. Um, and Rick is definitely, I mean, you know, he's not young, so it's not like it's not like he grew up digesting the numbers and the facts. Um, but yes, I'm I'm with you. If you just go straight with the guy who's going to to be from that side, I don't like it. But I do like moving towards a more progressive organization where a guy has a complete understanding of, of things and that's going to take a pretty smart guy all right how would you let's let's go to this will mcclay so he's he's the front off the gm candidate from the cowboys and then obviously mm-hmm. kellen moore is a I, i'm assuming the vikings are going to interview him at some point here you know it just depends on the timing but Hurry sure. up. <laughs> that, come on kellen maybe moore. dex can answer this come on, calm, moore. Calm, calm down oh, dex how would you guys feel about a will mcclay kellen moore cowboys pairing to run the vikings organization sign me up where's my what, how much do i have to pay for season tickets what's the down what's the down payment uh vent line would have to need so. a new person on on home games uh <laughs> i i would be all in on that idea Listen, I get I get your uh, your your curiosity here, but like, what have the Cowboys done in the last twenty five years for you to be so obsessed with poaching two guys from their organization? Well, I, I think number one, Kellen Moore is is new blood for them. Like they they rode Jason Garrett forever, right? And Moore was a very smart and a very very college successful quarterback. He was running his own plays in high school, one of the most successful BCS quarterbacks. And is clearly a smart dude. I don't think they would have just turned the keys over to him if he was incompetent. Like, he knows the hell he's doing. He's an innovator on offense. Uh, with Will McClay, I mean, other teams have been trying to poach him for years. And the Cowboys have kind of balked at it. So, so yeah, I know what you're saying. Cowboys have, like, what, one playoff win? And even then, like, my entire lifetime, or in the last, I should say, 20 years. But mm-hmm. I, I think both those dudes are exactly what this 
what this town would need. It's new life. It's new blood. That's exactly what the Vikings fans should be excited about. I need to know more. Um, I, I feel like we, we get wind of a candidate and we're like, oh, that's got to be the guy. That's got to be the guy. And that's not true. I think Dodds is more of the would, would be the closest to, to uh, Rick that you could possibly get. I think he's a real good scout football guy. He, he might be smarter than Rick, but he is. I don't think he's going to bring a lot of new skill set to, to the table, um, which I mean, the young guys, as far as talking to them, and you're going to have to make the correct decision, intrigue me. I'd be curious to, to know in all of these cases um, who they would bring along or foresee as coaching candidates. But the thing about this, too, and, and Declan's fear of missing out on people is being reflected, I think, more and more the past um, half day or so on Twitter. This is not a race to hire a person. There's only three GM jobs out there. The Bears is a disaster. They are, that is a, and I know they've got Justin Fields, but they are so poorly run. Um, the Giants, yeah. I don't think. Did are, you see that McCaskey? In yes, the and he's a fan, and he's not changing anything, God. and he's going to have the GM report to him, and they're going to hire a coach first. He is a complete clown. He is a bad <laughs> fan. Like the Wilfs are good fans trying. McCaskey's a fool fan. Yeah. So I'm yeah. out on the Bears job. The Giants job is better, but it's not as good as this job. And so all I know is that in 2006, the Wilfs raced to hire Childress. They sequestered him in the hotel. He basically threatened them and said, I'm going to Green Bay next. And if I leave, I ain't coming back. Actually, and like, he said, he said, uh, uh, I got a plane uh, to catch. Uh, 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 uh Wisconsin, uh, Green Bay. Uh, yeah, uh, he said he's uh, like I'm leaving. Uh, Dugan, uh, uh, <laughs> Dugan, Dugan, no Dugan, then <laughs> Tahi. Um, but anyway, they raced. They raced because of their fear to hire Brad, and it ultimately was not the smartest thing because they didn't vet the process properly. Uh, this is a long term. I, I mean, this is not just a coach. This is a GM job. You need to get this right. So I would far prefer getting it right than racing to fill the jobs. Okay, I'm, I'm doing some more digging here on Will McClay. As I said, I'm going to look these guys up on the internet and then formulate takes before the end uh, of the show. Yeah, 2022. Welcome to the so modern my, sports era. My opinion of Will Clay has gone up. His stock has gone up for me in the last five minutes. <laughs> did you guys know? Did you guys know he is a three-time Arena Bowl champion? Yes. 1989, 1990, and 1992. I think he was a two-way player in the Arena League. I think a lot of them are. He, he, was, a, he was a wide receiver and a defensive yeah. back for four years yes. for the Detroit Drive in the late common. 80s, early 90s. I think that's very and, and then he worked his way up after his playing days were over, and he became eventually the head coach of the Dallas Desperados in the Arena League, where he was named the Arena League Football Coach of the Year. So you're in like 2006. Him. So now so you're this guy basically conquered the Arena League, and then he's been working his way up the Dallas Cowboys front office for the last decade plus. And uh, you know, I listen. Anyone who dominates the Arena League like that, count me in. Hey, I'm in on on Will McClay. There's a certain guy who's got a bust in Canton who did the exact same thing. Okay, Kurt Warner. Exactly. All I'm That's saying right. is Kurt Warner, greatest show on turf. Uh, I believe Iowa Barnstormers. Yep. Yes. Iowa yes. Barnes. So don't, you know. Great helmets, are, right? They had like the, or the the leather looking helmets with the He went the from goggles bagging groceries at a Cedar Rapids grocery store 
to playing in Des Moines, I believe it was. You should make a movie yeah. after him. For the Barnstorm. They no. should make a movie. No, that's great. I'm glad. I, I got to see it. We ha- and we, I, and we no. have to review it eventually on yeah, Sports we Rewind because I'm sure it's awesomely bad. No. Um, any, any takes on Ed Dodds? You know, he's probably the name that keeps popping up the most frequently on these lists. Well, this is, by the way, this is, this is a list that you have obtained. These are four guys the Vikings are, are names, likely to interview, right? These are names I have heard are going to be in the hopper. Okay. They might not hopper. be the only four, but I've heard that they are four that are going to be in the hopper. So Ed Dodds is, is he second in line behind, uh, behind Ballard? Yeah, in he's Indianapolis. Good friends with, with Ballard, and he's his assistant GM. And the Colts, I know they melted down big time in the last month of the season, but like the Colts have built really strong rosters over the last several yes. years, and they've just been trying to find that quarterback. They went Phillip Rivers and Carson Wentz. I, I thought Carson Wentz kind of played at the peak of his capabilities this year, but ultimately he went back to being Carson Wentz. He's yeah, AFC I'm, Kirk. I'm with Declan on. He's AFC yeah. Kirk. He's the, he, he's yeah. I'm with Dex on Carson Wentz. Well, yeah. and he. It, He's Kirk with also this weird, um, this weird thing of once in a while making just awful plays. Yeah, he he spazzes more than yeah. Kirk. Uh-huh. Like Kirk will just eat the football. Yeah, or yeah. Wentz, Wentz has no idea when to like shut it down and just yeah. live to play another day. Kirk is, I'll give Kirk that credit. He's he knows when to live and play another day, almost I to think, a fault. I saw Wentz. Um, I think it was both times on red zone. This season, in two different games, attempt left-handed passes. One of them, I think he tried from his own end zone. Yes, and got picked (laughs) off. It got like it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's not a not great. That's what Teddy did in 2015. Come on, dude. Not a great game plan. So, all right. So there is. So Ed Dodds, Will McClay, Brandon Brown, and then uh, is it Quasi or Quasi? Quasi. Okay. Uh, Menza from the Cleveland. Browns are the top, or at least four candidates that yep. Judd is hearing the Vikings are going to put in the hopper and interview. Wow. Lane Kiffin, Steam. We got lists of general manager candidates here. Let's, uh, let's make a trip around them. Usually on Tuesdays we do who gets it, who doesn't. So let's do, let's do like an abbreviated version of who gets it, who doesn't here on Mackie and Judd. We'll start with Judd Zolget. Who does not get it? I got two choices here. I talked about the Bears. So you know what? I'm going to go to hockey re- real quick. The Carolina Hurricanes, who pilfered the Gophers' starting goaltender, who had started all 20 games, Jack LaFontaine. They signed him on Sunday because they are down goalies, and he was a draft pick at some point in time. Jack is the Gophers' goalie. He's Can he good. not go back now? Nope. He's, no, he can't go back now. He can't go he's, back now. He's good, but he was pilfered, and I don't think he has a career in the National Hockey League. I think he is a minor league bus guy. And because the Hurricanes were desperate, they signed him. And it, it's a two-way contract. I think it's worth $800,000 if he's playing for the Hurricanes, but it's like $80,000 um, if he's with their AHL team, which I'm confident that he is going to be before long. I think this is just BS. And I don't blame the kid. But, I mean, for the team to come along halfway through his season and, and be, be like, oh, dude, we just need you. The temptation's huge. I'm not blaming the kid at all. 
But I blame the team. I mean, come on, go sign a goaltender off the street. Like, why like, can't they just use like a uh, you know, random solution? I mean, all these teams have a random one. guy in the audience that's, that's just yeah. like the backup goalie. I, I can't the e-bug. Just run that guy out there. Bull praise kid here. The e-bug. Yeah. yeah. So I feel bad for him because like the temptation was strong. I'm sure the pressure was strong, um, but it screws the golfers. And I don't think Darn. it does. It does La Fontaine any good long term. Well, that's too bad. Hopefully I'm wrong, but I, I don't like it. I mean, he, he's he's twenty four years old. Like he he he's an older he's an older college hockey player. Like I don't fault him at all. I don't fault I don't him at fault all the for kid at all. I don't like the team doing it. I'm okay with it. It I, I don't it, I don't I, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. Oh, it'll it'll be it. fine, but I mean he's he's going to be out. my guess is he's not playing hockey in three years. Okay. I can see it. So Poor kid. He's and he's not going to have that much money from this. Trashing him for no reason. All right, Dad, no, I feel who, bad who for him. gets it? Who doesn't? I'll, do a, I'll, do a, I'll stay on the goaltending train. Uh, I'll say Kapo Kakinen gets it. The Wild have trusted Kapo Kakinen these last few games uh, after Cam Talbot, who was placed on the injured list, and he's basically played sparingly uh, throughout the majority of this season, but he had two back-to-back strong starts against the Bruins and Capitals, and the Wild basically had to play half of their roster from Iowa in the majority of those games, they're so banged up, including missing a lot of their core defensemen. And Capo Cockton has been money over his last nine starts. He's allowed two. He's only allowed more than two goals once. So I know earlier this season, actually, I put Capo in the doesn't get it category because I was a little concerned if he can legitimately be an NHL caliber goaltender. But Cam Talbot's now out, and we don't really know when he's going to be coming back. Capo gets thrusted into this role, beats two very good teams in the Bruins and Capitals. And now all of a sudden, the trust in Capo Kakinen is legitimate. He looks like he can actually be a competent NHL goaltender. You might not have to go get someone else behind him. Capo uh, Kakinen wow. looks like he's like actually a kid? Could, yeah, like a could college you see kid. Him, like a college kid who they just screw. Here's the test: Can you envision Capo Kakinen with his hockey, his sweaty hockey hair flowing in the XL Energy Center wind in mid June? Taking a lap around the rink, hoisting Lord Stanley's Cup. I'd be all That's on the it. litmus test. Yeah, I can, can you envision it? Is yeah, he good I can, enough? I, I, I can envision it. I can envision it. Obviously, he just beat, you know, he won back to back games against the Bruins and Capitals. Those are two teams that could represent the East in the Stanley Cup, baby. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all in on this idea. I loved his comments, too, after the game on Saturday. He said, no, I want to play the best teams. I want to be able to show that I can hang with the best teams. I love that confidence. Goaltenders are weird, they're mentally just kind of strange human beings. But I think Capo Cockney gets it. Good for him for stepping up. All right, Capo, let's get it. All right, who doesn't get it? The National Basketball Association. Everyone who covers the National Basketball Association and the other 29 teams that are not named the Minnesota Timberwolves do not understand that the Timberwolves have a lineup of death. Did you guys know? And and Pat Bev's been out the last couple of games, but they they've just been destroying weak opponents in the West, just toying with the Rockets and the Thunder. Now that they've got most of their team healthy again, that when Pat Beverly, Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns, and Jared Vanderbilt are on the court at the same time together, the Timberwolves are a plus fifty one points per one hundred possessions against the rest of the league. That's and that's against starting lineups because that's not like an obscure hidden lineup that they sneak in. Like that's their starting lineup that they roll with more often than not. Even when you swap out Pat Beverly for Malik Beasley, they're still a plus twenty seven per one hundred possessions so far this season. 
It is the best five-man lineup in the NBA statistically. Unstoppable. Pat Beverly, Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns, and Jared Vanderbilt, and nobody's talking about it. It's a it is a true lineup of death, and it's their starting lineup. Six seed. Well, the six seed at this point, I think, is like a game and a half away, and so I've got my sights set even higher. I want home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs. Oh all right, I want the four seed. I want the four seed. Get the flag. We're gonna say that. Get the flag. Got to fly. That's right. Thank you very much. D-E-A-T-H. Death. Death. As in lineup of death. The Timberwolves have a lineup of death. And that's who gets it, who doesn't. An abbreviated version here. I got one more for you. Before we go, I got one more because I just got a note. Just I, I there's there's intelligence filtering in to the home estate here. Reckless speculation. Who gets it? How about this? Doug Peterson. Sounds like he is willing to wait for the Vikings to hire a GM to interview for this job. Wow. That's so he's gonna he's it. gonna stiff arm the other teams that are interested. He's gonna tell them, hey, if you patient. want me, if you want me, you might have to be a little patient. You wow. might have to be a little patient. Because oh, wow. I want to talk to the Wills. I want to talk to the new GM. I want to go back to the building in which I hoisted a Lombardi <laughs> trophy. <laughs> Reckless wow. speculation. Wow. That's what we're hearing. Reckless speculation Thursday on a Tuesday here on Mackie and Judd. Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment. Therapy, speculation, sleuthing. And uh, don't forget, Purple Daily is just also packed full of what should the Vikings do? What will they do? Alex Boone joining on this Tuesday with his thoughts. We'll put the uh, he's I got a feeling that he's going to have some insights into what Eric Kendricks and Brian O'Neill had to say about the culture under Mike Zimmer. So we'll talk about that with or Alex Spoon. All right, guys, write that down tomorrow in an accountability session. We'll see you then. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone.